Welcome to the Staffordshire Union of Golf Clubs podcast. I'm with Laura Yap, England Golf Club Support Officer with responsibility for Staffordshire. And we're going to have a chat about Laura's role and how England Golf are helping Staffordshire golfers and clubs as the game reopens after lockdown. So welcome, Laura. Hi. So I guess, I mean, to start off with, it's a, it's a busy old time for you, isn't it? Sort of uh, with golf reopening and things. So can you give me a sense of... You know, what your role as a community, uh, a club support officer is, you know, what your background is in golf. Give us a sense of where you're coming from. Yeah, so my background, um, so I've been a club support officer for nearly four years now. Um, and throughout those four years, I've covered a variety of counties, which now includes Staffordshire. Um, my golfing background, I am a golfer. I've played golf since I was a junior, so quite a few years now. Um, but alongside that, I've represented my club and my county, but I've also volunteered at my golf club. So the golf club I'm at, I've actually sat on the ladies committee and club committees. So I've got a variety of, sort of experience, both playing and volunteering and, you know, being part of the structure and running of a golf club as well. And, the, the, you know, the day to day and, and and how it's managed and how it's run. Well, so that, me- that first hand experience must give you invaluable insight. Yeah, it's, it's really good to have and it's good to see it from both sides. So I see, I've seen it from being a volunteer and I've, I've had that experience, which I can bring forward and bring forward into the role. And when I'm working with clubs on the various different areas that they want support on, that really helps to, to understand their setup and what they're doing in relation to what I've potentially done in the past as well. So what kind of things is it that you sort of support clubs with you know, when, you, when you're when going in? And do, do, do they ask you in or do you go out to them? or do, How does that work? Um, so more recently, um, it's been a bit different for us. We've been doing the safe yeah. golf and we've been doing a lot around the COVID. We've not been going out and about. We've been working remotely at home um, and just having interactions over video calls and emails with the clubs and supporting them in, in that way and with what they need. Um, Going forward, we're going to be working with clubs and we're going to be quite specific in where we're working and we're going to have a few key areas that that we're going to be reaching out and working with clubs on. So there's going to be some key areas going forward in our role, which includes um, WHS, which is just launched. So around handicapping, we're going to be available to support clubs with that. We're going to be available to support clubs with their participation programmes. So any work that they're doing around the different areas at their club, whether that be juniors, women's and girls, getting to golf, getting people in. And that that links into our membership recruitment and retention stuff we're also looking at. Especially with COVID, we've seen that golf has had that that increase in participation. And I know a lot of golf clubs that I'm working with, their increase in membership, and they've, especially after the first lockdown, where golf was lucky enough to be the only sport to come back, we, we saw an increase in membership. And golf clubs now, are looking with renewals sort of coming coming around the corner or intimate they're looking at that retention of the, of the membership so a big piece of work for us going forward and where we we're able to support golf clubs is not just on the recruitment but how they look to retain that membership now as well i think that's perhaps more almost more important right now certainly i know from our experience working with clubs in staffordshire that a lot of them are close to if not at their capacity so actually it's more important to work out you've got a whole set of golfers that got excited after lockdown one joined the clubs played for a few months and then were told they couldn't play again so it's how how do you engage those people in the club so will you be going offering support around you know specifically about you know ideas of retention 
Yeah, so we, we have um, our membership give it a shot campaign that was um, launched last November. And that, that focuses on recruitment and retention with golf clubs. And we have checklists that we can work through with golf clubs around retention and what resources we have and what tools are available for them to re retain their membership around membership benefits, what the package are, is they're getting from the golf club outside of just the playing golf. It's, it's the social side, it's the bar, it's the functions, it's potential discounts. So it's looking at that. But um, a big area we also work on and that I can support clubs with is membership surveys so we we can do membership surveys with golf clubs which actually talks directly to the golfer themselves so it's it's putting together a survey and we have a preferred partner that we work with and um, and we put together a survey it goes out to the membership and the club can hear directly from them what it is they want or what they like what they dislike what their favorite parts are of the club and from that we can produce a whole action plan Wow. short medium and long-term goals with a club to look forward to to benefit the club and benefit the membership but also look at that retention alongside that as well and i guess i mean from from a staff's union perspective that's you know the, the union tries to straddle that you know they, they have a responsibility to golfers as well as to the golf clubs and i guess that's what you're trying to do with with that kind of project is it's not thinking about the the more general term i guess you can have a list of general things that golfers are looking for from clubs but actually if you can really drill down into what do my golfers want from my club that becomes so much more valuable for them yeah and every club's individual every club is you know you've got the different setups clubs you've got proprietary you've got private members you've got bigger clubs you've got smaller clubs and um, with different facilities they can offer and I think it's really important, especially in my role, it's really important for me to understand the clubs, to work with them and build that relationship and then look to their membership in terms of how that's set up and how that's run and what what the membership really, really want and how we can continue to support the club in, in that retention. But also retention feeds, feeds with the recruitment. So if you're working on certain areas of the club which are potentially going to retain those members it could it it could appeal to new members as well so by doing that you're opening yourself up to potential recruitment of new members but also member member get member schemes as well you keep five or six members happy at your club they could go and talk to their friends and bring them into golf or they might not play golf at all or just play social golf and and that's potentially opening the doors there so it, yeah, it can work for a number of areas for a club. I guess I guess that's that's part of the battle. I hadn't really thought of it like that. If you're if you're focusing on retention, you're you're looking after your members. And I guess the the appeal of a club that you can see is making efforts to look after their members is a real big thing. Because I, I guess again, I know we're we're sort of veering around topics really a bit. But you know, from your experience, what are the the barriers for people coming into clubs? Yeah, what are those? What are those things people could be working on on retention that would actually make some potential new members think, oh, actually, that's interesting. I'll be, I'm involved. I'm interested in getting involved there. Yeah, I think I think the big thing with um, membership is communication. Um, we talk a lot, and especially COVID shown that a lot. I think with clubs is is how you communicate with your members, how you keep them up to date, and how you keep keep them in the loop of what's going on. So especially when restrictions change, and um, both well all the way through since May and then again in November and then after this lockdown we've got we've got the play safe framework and it's how the clubs are using that to communicate with their members but 
also throughout lockdown when there is no golf um i've i worked with a few clubs who were continuing to communicate with members yeah. they were updating them on potentially what was going on on the golf course what other areas they were doing i know some clubs took the opportunity to do some work around the clubhouse as well so it was really good to see those clubs engaging with members in different ways so i think communication is really good and i know members appreciate that they like that they like to hear what's going on and um, they like to know on the on the 29th of march what were they going to come back to what was going to happen how could they book that first tea time so communication has definitely come out a lot in the last year with golf clubs yeah i think that's key I guess it's about those relationships, isn't it? The communication is part of that relationship. And particularly when you've not got the day-to-day of people coming through the door, that's vital. Otherwise, people can almost just forget about you, I guess. And that's part of understanding your membership. So by understanding your members, understand because a lot of people, especially in the last year, their circumstances might have changed, their their working habits might have changed, their, their social side might have changed in terms of, you know, what sports they have been playing or are going to be playing and I think it's really important when you're looking at recruitment and retention to understand that market and understand who you have as your membership what what they have what their um background is but who your market is out and about and who you're trying to recruit and really look at what you're offering and how it relates to that yeah no, I think that's vital. I mean, I think it's it's interesting, certainly sort of ju- just after lockdown one, when courses reopened, yeah, because I run my own business, it used to be a little golden time for me that I could nip out at four o'clock and just, you know, get a, get a quick nine in, even when it was getting quite dark earlier. But the courses just became so much more, so much busier during those periods because people were working from home and they had the opportunity to start work at half seven and they could knock off at four. They were, they were, they were taking my space on the tee. <laughs> which is great for golf but not so much for me <laughs> i think that's where tea booking sheets have helped as well so a lot of clubs have um spoke quite positively about the tea booking systems because yeah. it's allowed people to know exactly what time they're coming to play golf so you know if you're finishing at four or five o'clock you've got your you've got a tea booking you can go and play golf and you can plan the rest of your day or your your other commitments around that yeah, I guess you can manage that process a lot better. So, I mean, it must be such a, a varied time for you now. I mean, I, I guess you've had you know, four years of doing a CSO role uh, in a certain way that you know, to have to adapt to all these new ways of working and the new challenges, I, I guess it must be exciting as much as challenging at the moment. Yeah, so for me, I actually um I actually finished my maternity leave and came back during COVID. Oh, so wow. um for me, I had um quite a few months out before coming back. Um so for me it was definitely um a big change coming yeah. back and, and not being out and about, not going to see the clubs and, and not having that face-to-face interaction. But it's also been really it's been really exciting in terms of the opportunities to try new things with clubs. So we've been doing face-to-face calls but over video calls we've been doing presentations with them and still working with them and it's 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 been really good it's been good to, to it's been challenging at times to have those new ways of working but it's been good I mean safe golf is an example we've managed to we've been supporting the clubs over video calls and over emails to get to get them accredited with with the safe golf and that that's been working fine with them 
And has the take-up been good of Safe Golf? Have clubs been going through the accreditation process in the way that you'd hoped? Yeah, yeah, no, it's been good. Um, that the, the majority of clubs are nearly there now. We're nearly over the line, which is great. Fantastic. And yeah, it's it's good. And it's going to be really good for golf. Safeguarding is really important. Yeah. It's it's not just about the policies and procedures, but it's about the the members and all the committees and everybody involved within the golf club and and keeping everyone safe and making it a fun and safe environment for them to yeah. do. So for that, for safe goal, that goes right from your directors again down to your membership, and it really supports them and it really it's there for them too. I guess it's one of the, it's another one of those examples that you're you're servicing golfers and golf clubs. So golf clubs can can be proud of the accreditation and know that they've got the policies and procedures in place that they need to have. But also golfers can come into an environment knowing that you know whether or not it's children or vulnerable adults or, or whatever it is, you know that they're going they they can have the confidence that this is a club that's going to look after me. Yeah, and and that's really important. And I think I think especially in sport, if golf clubs if that, that's recognized now that safe golf accreditation that logo is recognized and if you've got whether it be a junior whether it be an adult whether it's a parent looking for a child look, looking for a golf club and they see that accreditation and they see that I think it's really important and it recognizes that that club has the correct procedures it has the correct policies not just for any of their members or anyone at the club but anybody coming to use the club and yeah. anybody who's interested in joining them and I think that's really important. Yeah, I think it's, it's things like that that I think uh, it often gets overlooked of what England Golf's doing in the background, that it's such an important, valuable role. It's, I always think of things like safeguarding that you, you never really notice it until you need it. And I think to know that those things are in place is a really positive thing you know, for, for England Golf, for Staffordshire, but also just for the game more than anything. Yeah. And it's important that the club has the correct procedures and to take action. And that's the most important thing. If, if something does happen, they are prepared, they're ready, and they know what to do to take action and make sure that that, that happens in the right way. Yeah. So what's, that, what's, what's new on the horizon for England golf, and particularly you know, for Staffordshire clubs? Is there anything that you can tell us that England golf are working on that is going to be interesting for Staffordshire in the coming weeks and months? Yeah, so um, the Membership Give It A Shot campaign, I've already mentioned, we launched that back in November. We're actually looking to expand that and oh, the resources that we're working on. So there's going to be more resources, more support in that area. As I mentioned, COVID is sin and just generally we've seen an increase in golf and an increase in membership. And we want to support clubs to, to continue to, to have those members going forward and to, to bring in new members, you know, continually. So we've, yeah, we've got more resources coming coming golfers way and golf clubs way and more support with that so that's going to be really exciting and again it's 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 down to those surveys it's down to the resources both on the membership journey and the customer journey because that's the most important thing once they've joined the golf club it's keeping them there and it's keeping engaged and it's back to the communication so make, ensuring that we're providing clubs with the tools and resources to support them right from that first phone call whether it be to have a lesson or interested in joining through to that continued year-on-year -year membership and retention. Yeah, and I think it's so important that, I mean, you, you touched on it earlier, and I think it's such an important point that golf clubs memberships now are different to the memberships they've had for years. Yeah, so the expectations and the, you know, the way that people have engaged with golf clubs over the last 12 months has just complained, completely changed the face of it. So I think for clubs to succeed and to continue the momentum that they've got, 
they have to make changes. Now, they might not be wholesale and they might not be massive, but you're just interesting that you're going to be able to support them in looking really in detail at what are the tweaks we can make, what are the things we can do to, to help things keep going. My, my role is to understand the club and is to build that relationship and to work with the various personnel that is at the club, whoever that may be and whatever the setup. So for me, it's really important with this campaign and we, with these resources that, you know, I and work with the club to understand their needs and the requirements and use those resources to support them in the best way possible, because that's what the resources are there to be as well, which is going to be great. It's flexible. It's, you know, I talked about the survey earlier. It's flexible. You, 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 you talk to your membership and you fit your action plan around the requirements there. It's not a one size fits all with every single club. So that's going to be really exciting and um, that we can work, work tailored with them on specific areas. Yeah. Well, it sounds like an exciting time for you, for England golf and for um, you know, Staffordshire golf clubs and golfers. So thank you ever so much for taking the time to speak with us today. I've really, uh, really enjoyed our conversation and uh, I hope the listeners have got something out of it as well and understand some of the great work that England golf's doing in the background. So thanks very much, Laura. Not a problem. Thank you for having me. No worries. Speak to you soon. Thank you.